स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रंजन सुन रहे हैं आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर पाँच मिनट हुए हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में इसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम खुशनुमा है धूप निकली हुई है कभी बरसात होती है कभी धूप बट नो स्नो सो बहुत दिनों के बाद नफीसा आज स्टूडियोज में आई हैं आइए नफीसा का प्रोग्राम में स्वागत करें हाउ आर यू डूइंग कोविड I believe it is covid. <gasps> really? I think a lot you actually covid numbers have gone up. We don't want to keep talking about covid. Yeah. But you know how Ontario had their spike? Yes. BC is currently going through the spike. That's what Some it of is. the hospitals are quite full. Um so it's just kind of what do you call it? It's sort of evolved. Mm-hmm. So the symptoms are much milder. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. My daughter, Serena, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. in Lethbridge, right? She mm-hmm. called yesterday. And she says, "Mom, I have a sore throat and I just have a headache." Mm-hmm. Those are all typical COVID and her friends have had the same cold-like symptoms. Mm-hmm. Just you might not be able to get a positive test on mm-hmm. uh the rapid tests. Mm. But now what can you do anyways? The isolation period is not required mm. unless you're very ill. Mm. You just kind of have to suck it up, just be careful, treat it just like a cold and a flu and protect yourself. Okay, so here here is the main question then. But so in a household, if one person has got these severe symptoms, yes, right? everybody else is going to get it then obviously because it is now easily transmissible it is it is because the variant that's actually going around is that uh, the new one that was uh, that spread in ontario and we only had 20 cases at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. so it will but it is much milder it's mm-hmm. modified um and it really depends if you have healthy people in your house and they're careful with you know what they're doing with washing their hands etc then should be fine maybe you know if someone is really sick you don't want to mm. have like create a distance even within your home mm. especially if you have elderly and immunocompromised people so i have a question what how would you say the what would you say the difference is between covid and the cold now currently it yeah. seems like a lot of the covid symptoms like a cold is usually you know you get the runny nose and all that those types of symptoms it's essentially a mimics what covid does Mm. Right? The COVID symptoms used to be very um you used to get a rash, the loss of uh, taste, taste and all those things. It doesn't seem to be as prominent anymore. You know, either people get a headache and sometimes that's the only thing they have, a headache or or loss of smell. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. And sometimes they think they have just a cold. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's scary. But so it is more than cold. So it's more transmissible as well than a cold, you it would is, say? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. That's it's scary. like it's a virus, right? Mm-hmm. So 
cold is transmissible, so is the flu, and so is COVID. Mm -hmm. We just, now we have to live with it, but we have to be careful that any virus, we have to protect ourselves. That makes sense. And do you think there's a chance for more variants to appear as there has been? Like, because constantly I feel like we're hearing of more and more variants. Well, they say that because not everybody's vaccinated. So what happens with variants, the way that they are caused is essentially because, let's say you're not vaccinated, you end up with COVID, your body fights it, and then it just mutates in some people's bodies. Oh. So that comes a new variant, right? It usually, that's how the mutations occur. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So the reason why I was asking you this, um, my sister Sadna is a teacher, right? She's yes. a substitute teacher at the moment because she retired. So she comes home and she is in, you know, sniffle and all yes. that. And this is the time for kids to be sick and, and teachers to be sick. Yeah. Because the spring break is coming That's up. That's right. <laughs> you know. So she was down like nobody's business, you know. It, it was like she was so sick for the whole week. Body ache. And also, so it was COVID then. Yeah, it's likely COVID mm. or she had influenza. Because mm. influenza yeah. is going to give you the classic body aches and, you know, the low energy. Right. And so it could have been because flu is also kind yeah. of circulating as well, right? Well, we had a lot of people in the office that oh, didn't yeah. come into work because That's they were right. sick, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's very similar sim- symptoms to Satna. And even mm. my brother, who is in high school, like, mm. I swear every couple of weeks he's coming home and he has something wrong with him, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so scary how easily you can get sick at school because yes. I don't remember getting it, that sick. I know. I, this is our, it's the conversation I had with my daughter yesterday. Mm. Every time you go there, she just left last week. Mm. You're sick this week Mm. Mm. like how can you get sick so frequently well they're all in close quarters right in dorms etc so it spreads so her friends get sick she gets sick someone else gets sick so it's it's one of those things which is never going to leave us it'll come back to us in totally different forms exactly Oh, so you know how we have like the flu season, obviously. Yes. So is there going to be like a COVID season? <laughs> you know what? That's a really good question. And I don't have the answer <laughs> because I don't even think a lot of the experts know the answer. Yeah. I'm hoping it just mutates to a level where it's like lower than a cold mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But, huh. uh, so you know what else? Well, what else I'm thinking is you know how on like the Dubian and on like the containers for Tylenol and Advil it says cold and flu, cold yeah. and flu. Do you think they're <laughs> such saying cold and flu and COVID? Maybe, <laughs> right? Maybe because if Interesting. that right because if it is getting grouped in with that and it is becoming more of you know cold like symptoms, I'm wondering if it's going to become the norm and start being on all this all these packagings. Yeah, who knows? Who knows how long COVID is still? I yeah. think it's going to be an endemic. Okay, so you may see that. In your, you know. Yeah. In your lifetime. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> Not in mine. Yeah, I know, because we don't know. I mean, no. nobody knows, no. really. I mean, you know, uh, the last uh, Spanish flu lasted 100 years. 100 years. So uh, this one that, could yeah. last another 100 years. Wow. So that's a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, man. No, I think this is going. I mean, yeah. but I think we just have to be mindful that we are having... Right. Those spikes. We just don't want to talk about it so I much. I think people shouldn't also forget to wash their hands. You, you shake somebody's hand, you go and wash. Yeah. First of all, don't shake anybody's hands. But I did just now and I went to the washroom and I washed my hands. 
and then came out. Yeah. You have to do that. We've gotten used to doing this, right? Yes. Or just like yes. uh, doing gestures yes. that say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's going to stay for a while, especially oh. if you don't know the person. Yes. Then, you know. It is very difficult for me to to say to people, okay, I don't want to hug. Yeah, right? I know. So what do you do? And, you know, even as a, someone in business, you yes. know, as, as, an, as an, a business owner, your first thing is, oh, no, I'm not going to shake your hand. And then it's like, oh, like, that's kind of rude. COVID's right. over now. And yeah. people have this different perception on it. Like, when we oh, went, yeah. no. <laughs> when Flight and I went to BC Place, right, right everyone's going to go and handshake you. But yeah. it's like, I don't, like, I'm not comfortable, but then yes. you're comfortable. But then, you know, as people in business, you want to, you know? Yeah. But Sometimes it's like, you don't have a choice. You do yeah. it, and you make sure you wash your hands out. Exactly. Yes. Go wash your hands. That's it. Period. Dot. All right. Nafisa is here. We didn't talk about news. What is news? What is newsworthy today? Anything big? Um, nothing too big, but yeah. it is just sad news. I feel like everything I said was pretty sad today. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's not good. I know there were two kids, and um, I think they were in uh, Port Moody, mm. and they actually like one per- they assaulted someone, mm. and the guy didn't have any like horrible injuries or anything, but it was just like unprovoked weird they didn't have any connection with each other but it was just these two teenagers who decided to attack someone we don't know why but it just happened a lot of mental health Mm -hmm. issues and there's a young indian kid who took his life life that was so sad wasn't that just awful something that was based off sextortion where someone can take an image an intimate image of you and then threaten you that's uh that's so sad yeah and so sometimes i wonder is it, is, well, you know, I play the blame game. <laughs> yes. Who do blame, right? Mm. So who do you blame for that? No, it doesn't solve anything when you blame. But I think if parents had a good grasp of what their kids are doing, these issues might not take place. You know, you're right, Sushmaji. Parents work, right? Monday to Friday yes. or whatever. And I remember my days when... My kids were little. I relied on my mom and dad. Yeah. But I was lucky. Mm. There were no phones. Mm. And there were no computers and yes. iPads. But the technology has changed things for people. And kids are on TikTok, Instagram. And, you know, they're meeting people online. And that's where the whole safety thing comes in. Right. And it's scary. And it's getting harder for parents to control their children because everybody has these iPhones, etc., what to do. So because Nafisa is here, you guys can all call in and, and ask her all sorts of questions about your health and your medication, but she won't be able to give you the answer that your doctor can. But the <laughs> doctors have made lots of money in the last little while. 2,000 doctors have signed this, the contract. Yes, the 2,000 plus, yes. Yeah. That's awesome though, Sushmaji. Do you think it is awesome? I want to talk to you about that. Okay. All right, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Spice Radio or Radio Room, Jim Sunbrain, Gapshap ka program hai, Nafisa Merali, aaj hamare studios mein hai, Nazir's Pharmacy. So how is your Fraser Street uh, location doing? You know what, Sushmaji, it's coming along, it's doing well. Um, and I think we're seeing more and more new apne. patients and customers. And, and apne uh, people as well? Lots of apne people, yes. So, um, you know, when you were on Main Street, uh, you did uh, your... Um, uh, clinics. Yes, I did. And and you said you were going to start the clinics here as well. Absolutely. So okay. we are starting them starting next week, Wednesday. Next Wednesday, which means the 15th. So it's we're going to go with uh, just 
uh, diabetes screening because okay. that's the most prevalent for us. Yeah. Uh, so every Wednesday between 10 and 12. So every, every single Wednesday. Oh, every Wednesday. So it's every not no. No. We will eventually add those types of right. clinics where we can do osteoporosis right. or your cholesterol. Mm -hmm. But for now, we're going to start with the diabetes screening every week. So um, at your Fraser Street location, how many people can you entertain at the same time? Um, it's a fairly large store. Okay. So, you know, in the in We've had lots of people come in, right. and you know they can come through. Yes, um, anywhere from forty to fifty people, I yes. think, would be okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so that you're starting as of the fifteenth. So we will uh, put an ad about that. Okay. That it is for uh, it is for uh, it's open and people that are at risk. I highly recommend if they haven't been to see their doctor, come and do a blood test and make okay. sure you're on track. Perfect. Perfect. Fantastic. So last week, last time when you were here. We were talking about um, uh, stroke. We, we talked about the heart. Heart and, and heart and, attack. Yes. But now it is the other part of our body. Yes. The brain. The brain. And you know, Sushmaji, the brain is our control center. Yes. It is. It makes sure that we can have communication. Right. It controls our feelings and also how we move. Uh-huh. Right? So our, our movement mm -hmm. is all done by the brain. Mm-hmm. Now... The brain is full of uh, cells called neurons. Yes. Neurons make the brain work. Yes. But in order for the neurons to work and even to survive, mm. they need blood. Right. Remember, we talked about blood, and we, we talked about the blood from the arteries being oxygen-rich. So that's the blood that's needed in your brain. Mm -hmm. So blood vessels of the brain, there is arteries and veins that are vessels in your body. Arteries carry blood rich in oxygen and nutrients mm. to your organs, mm -hmm. and that includes your brain. Veins carry away all the, the carbon uh, dioxide, etc., right. right? And all the waste products. Mm -hmm. Cerebral arteries, the arteries in your brain, supply the brain. Right. Okay, and it needs a constant supply of that oxygen and nutrients. So the brain needs all that. Yes. So what happens, do you think, when, the, when a stroke happens and blood flow is disrupted? I guess the brain does not get the oxygen, so it's deprived of oxygen. It cannot breathe. So that part of that body then starts decaying. That's that right. True? That's correct, yes. Because mm. without, uh, the, if the cells die, yes. then that area of the brain cannot function like it did before, which is what you see in a stroke because blood flow is interrupted. Now, we'll talk about the different ways. There are three types of strokes. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to make sure people understood why the brain is so important. Mm. Like, how can the brain, how can you have a stroke and not be able to walk? Mm. How can you have a stroke and not be able to speak? Because mm. your brain is your control center. I want people to understand their left and the right side and what they do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... The left hemisphere of your brain controls the right side of your body. Okay. And the right hemisphere controls the left, <laughs> left side of your body. All right. There are some functions that are controlled by both. By both. Okay. So I could make you guess, but I'm not going to because I don't remember some of these things. So mm. the left hemisphere of your brain, which controls the right side of your body, 
controls your spoken language, your ability to do numbers, mm. um, scientific functions, you know, the written language, and your ability to reason, your ability to figure out this is not good. You know how when some people have a stroke, they lose that mm. critical thinking and they can't think for themselves? Mm. So that is the left hemisphere. Wow, wow. Okay. So, and the right hemisphere... So, hold on. Can I ask a silly question? Sure. Okay. So, so if in your left hemisphere, there is some sort of a uh, disruption... Yes. It would then have speech impairment, written impairment, and critical thinking impairment. Yes. Wow. That's why it varies from person to person person because it depends where the stroke happened in Mm. their brain. Mm. Right? Okay. And then uh, the right hemisphere uh, controls the left side of your body. uh, And it it looks after things like music, uh, artistic functions, hearing, insight, also reading, creativity. So Mm. you lose those abilities. Mm. And being able, uh, spatial orientation, being able to tell like the, where they are in the orientation, mm. you lose that ability. Mm. So that's the difference between the parts of your brain. And you did say that then there is some function that both sides that's look right. after. Both look after, yes. Right. Now the brain uh, is divided into six regions. Six? Six, yeah. Oh. It includes four lobes. So I'm just going to give you an idea, the frontal frontal lobe. lobe. Yeah. What do you think that controls? Fear. (laughs) Fear? Yeah. Well, you're kind of right. It controls your personality, emotional, your arousal, your intelligence, your ability to speak and write. Right. And just the behavior control. That's our frontal lobe. So if your frontal lobe shuts down, you're scared shitless. Yes. Frontal, you know, I, we're not going to talk about dementia today, but you ever heard about frontal lobe dementia? Ah. Those people tend to get extremely aggressive. Oh. Um, and, and paranoid too? Yes. Ah. So that's affecting their frontal lobe. Okay. Okay? Right. Then there is the uh, parietal lobe, which is uh, sort of at the back. Mm. Okay? And that controls your touch, mm. temperature, your feeling of pain. Mm. And trying to figure out the size, color, shape, hmm. calculating space and distance, and wow. being able to do math. Okay, so if someone is directionally challenged, <laughs> like I am, do you think there's something wrong with my back? No, you did not have a stroke, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> and okay. then we're going to, and then there is the, Occipital lobe, which yes. is right at the back. Back, okay. That, Near the neck. Yes. Mm. Vision and interpreting what you see. Oh, okay. Okay, and then below it yes. is the cerebellum, which is balance. Yes. You know, being able to walk, your posture, mm-hmm. and then, of course, your fine motor skills, your skates, fingers. Okay. You know how you see people with strokes sometimes lose all that. Yes. And then, of course, there's the brain stem, yes. which is right here yeah that helps with your breathing heart rate swallowing blood pressure so depending on which part of your brain and then there's the temporal lobe Mm. which is in the front but at the uh, below the frontal lobe Mm. gives you the ability to understand language Mm. hearing 
mm. memory, long-term storage of memories, those types of things. So our brain is important. It's like, you know, it's the control center. It's like having a plane that you're driving, and if mm. one goes wrong, everything is going to go wrong. Oh, then, yeah. Right? Every, everything will just crumble then. Yeah. So, um, say, for example, someone has a stroke. Depends which brain part is affected. It's, it's affected. And so sometimes people can't use their right-hand side. Some people can't use their left-hand left side. Left-hand side. So that decides. And their movements, yes. even their legs, right? Like sometimes ah. one leg will move better than the other. Yes. It really does depend on which, which part of the brain was uh, damaged during the stroke. Which part of the brain feels pain? Pain is felt. Um, why? Is Do it... you want to eliminate your pain? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to no, find we that. don't want to do that. No? No. So pain is the parietal lobe. Yeah. So that's the one that's right here in the right. top at the back. Okay. That's what con uh, controls pain, touch, and, you know, being able to tell hot so and So when cold. people have concussions, people worry about things like that, don't they? Absolutely. Because... Yeah. A concussion, I mean, you know, I don't know if people see the Bruce Willis thing, right? Yes. So I think it was his repeat. He did a lot of the movies that are a uh, lot of stunts, right? Right. He Himself, had many yes. hits, right? Yeah. I have a feeling that he is got something similar to frontal lobe dementia. Oh, wow. Right? And he's yeah. getting to be different and changing. So concussions, repeated concussions can actually affect you down the road, wow. especially. Wow. That's fantastic. I want to ask about serious kinds of strokes and some strokes in which people do not wake up and they go into a coma. And some strokes in which they do lose some functionality of their body, but it, they regain it back. Okay. And so what sort of Sure. stroke is that and if people have any questions 604 280 1200 604 is our number and we are talking about um, the brain the brain that's right so, so yeah you, you, you were going to be telling us about the strokes, different types right? of strokes, yes. So remember, we talked about the stroke that any interruption to the blood flow uh -huh. causes damage to the brain cells, which cannot be repaired or replaced. Right. The effects, of course, depend on the part of the brain that's damaged and the amount of damage. Right. Right? Now, one thing people have to remember is in order to reduce the effects of stroke, it's really important that they get the person that they assume is getting having a stroke within four and a half hours after symptoms appear to the hospital. Four, within four and a half hours. Because there is a certain drug right. that needs to be given, and that's the maximum duration. Uh -huh. After that, they cannot use that drug, and that's the only drug that can reverse some of the effects of the stroke. Oh. It's a plasma. Uh -huh. So it's really important. Uh, the recommendation is you do not drive, an ambulance will ensure that you get to the hospital and be treated for the stroke. But Sushmaji, as you know, we've been having lots of ambulance issues. Yes. So I leave that to people's judgment, uh, but they do need to get to the hospital within four and a half hours. 
And if they cannot, then... Uh, then uh, they will get other treatment. They'll have to go to rehab, right? right? Because that's what usually they do right. for patients. But you've got a young person or even an older person, doesn't matter. We need to get them to the hospital in time. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to tell the ambulance, the paramedics, mm -hmm. we believe the person is having a stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, you know, and keep calling if you have to. Okay. Okay. So now, they do ask you when you call ambulance, they do ask you, are you having a heart attack or are you having a stroke? Yes, they do. So, so then, then do mention that, yes, there is a heart attack happening or a stroke happening, so please come quickly. Yeah, okay. and you know what the classic symptoms are, right, mm -hmm. Sushma Because mm -hmm. that's your question. Yes. So what are the signs of stroke? So if you are speaking and suddenly your speech gets slurred, okay, that yeah. is one sign, and uh, your face sort of bends towards one side and yeah. it's deformed, the third sign is if you cannot pick up your both your arms. Yes. And yes. the third thing, fourth, the last thing is, you see all these three things. Rush to the hospital. You got it. It's called fast. It's called fast. That's the acronym. Acronym, yes. uh, face. You yes. see it on TV all the time. Yes. Arms, speech, and time. Time because we you have four and a half hours if you're going to get something that's going to help you reverse yep. some of the damage done. So I just want people to remember that. Now I'm going to tell you about the, the types of strokes. Okay. So one of the type is something called ischemic stroke. Mm. Now ischemic stroke, just like the word says ischemia, is you know when there's a, a stoppage of the blood flow to the brain. Okay. Now what happens is sometimes um, you get a clot. Right. It's caused by a blockage or a right. clot in the mm. blood vessel of your brain. Right. There is reasons that that can happen. Okay. The blockage can be caused when a substance called plaque builds up on the inside wall of the artery. Okay. And as that block, the blockage and the clot grow, the fat cells start to stick to that. Okay. And this grows big so that it, there's no enough blood flow. Oh. So that's called an ischemic stroke. Mm -hmm. Basically, the blood clot stops mm -hmm. the flow of the blood to the area of the brain. Okay. Okay. And it becomes blackish. Yes. Yeah. So either the block can form in the artery in your brain. Right. Or it can form in your body. Right. And then travel to the brain. Mm. That's why we talk about coronary artery disease. We talk about the buildup of that plaque, the cholesterol, which is also like causes the clots. Even if it's in another part of the body, it if can it still break off. Oh, and yeah. travel. Remember, yes. your blood is constantly traveling. That's right. So that's an ischemic stroke. Oh, okay. Now, is an ischemic stroke very dangerous or is it just dangerous? It's dangerous um, yeah. because it depends how much. Like, So let's say if your clot allows a little bit of blood, there might be some functions still saved. But if it doesn't allow, then you could end up being a vegetable. Mm. Right, if there's a complete blockage. So, you know, we have to be mindful of the signs of stroke or anything. And then there's something that is called a mini stroke. It's called TIA. Mm. That's called a transient ischemic attack. Usually caused, this is a, a pre-alarm stage, okay? If someone gets a TIA, uh, it's usually a small clot that blocks a uh, the artery, 
generally it's gone within 24 hours. Mm. But if you get one of those, or if your symptoms exist after 24 hours, it is something you have to, that's a sign of a future stroke. So if something like that happens where you feel a little bit off, that could be a transient ischemic uh, stroke where you wow. feel off, but then everything is fine after 24 hours. Right. So people do need to get that assessed. Those are called mini strokes. And, and, and they happened because a clot, a minute clot has passed through. Has somewhere. passed through. Yeah. Temporarily it blocked it, but right. it kept moving, right? Yes. It wasn't big enough to completely block, block it. it. Okay. But we know now that something like that exists. So even if someone has a TIA, it's a mm. medical emergency. They need to get to the hospital. They might not get the same treatment, but mm. at least they know there's a clot. Mm. And there is things that they can give you mm. to make the clot smaller, right? Okay. And then there is Good the to last. Know. Yeah. There is the last one, which mm. uh, Sushmaji is the hemorrhagic stroke. Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, this is a bad one. Um, basically, the artery in the brain breaks open. Yeah. And the interrupted blood flow can cause the brain cells to die. Mm. leading to an injury in the brain. So brain, the blood leaks into so the brain tissue. So when they say tissue. the person has had brain hemorrhage, does that mean that they've had some of the arteries yes. broken and then that's it? Yeah, and that can happen when, you know, it's um, high blood pressure actually is one of the leading causes of hemorrhagic stroke. Wow. Right? So uh, this is what sometimes, you know, some people say it's it's also called aneurysm that's right right brain aneurysm yeah okay now our community is susceptible to all this yes because it is um it eats too much sugar eats too much salt yes and eats too much carbohydrates so we come from a country which is very hot and we perspire there right so whatever fat stuff we've been eating it perspires and goes out of our body here there is no sun. There is no perspiration. Everything you eat, it's stored, 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 and then you become fat and then obese. And then you have all these other issues. Am I exaggerating it or am I right in thinking it? Well, Sushmaji, you're right. Um, we keep, I think we tend to eat all the wrong foods, all yes. the processed foods. Yes. Which just, first of all, any food, that can last for months, there's something wrong. They've used too many preservatives and too much sugar and salt in it, right? Yes. How come back home, we would just make food yes. and would eat it, and it would eat it within a few days, right? Like, we wouldn't last, like, for months. No. These days, you can buy so many things, and there are so many preservatives, and there's so much fat, hidden fat, etc. So, obviously, you you are driving us to, towards eating fresh food. Yes. So, first I'm going to ask you. Yes. Okay. I am on the, <laughs> you're, the, the test. Okay. Yes. You're on a test when I'm okay. here. <laughs> but I got to keep your brain active because I need you to be young as long as possible. <laughs> you don't want me to go through dementia or anything. No, like not but at you're all. You're the one who's going to have to look after me. Okay. Go. Shoot. Okay. So, tell me some of the risk factors that we cannot control. Some of the risk factors we cannot control. For stroke. For stroke, uh, risk factors that we cannot control. Um, I think you already alluded to a couple of them. So. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, if we are, 
if we do not look after our diet yes and we we continuously have stress in our life yes you know um obviously we are driving our body towards destruction and that could be one of the reason i think stress high blood pressure um your uh, diabetes taking over you yes. know all of that right yes absolutely yeah. so just so that we all know mm. sex uh, so increase women actually have increased risk after menopause for a really? stroke and we'll talk about that mm. age as we age our yes. risk increases okay so age is another aspect now we can't keep staying young right no we cannot change that no no and then what you just touched on family and medical history mm. if you have someone in your family at a very early age had a stroke mm. then that's a warning sign for you Hmm. So that's one thing. And the fact that we're South Asian, we can't change that. Hmm. Or if you're of African descent, your risk is higher. People that are First Nations and yeah. indigenous, their risk is extremely high as well. Right. And then the last one, we don't think about often, but it's personal circumstances. Is okay. people when you talked about food, it's when people don't have access to good food and water and you know they're just eating whatever is cheap and you know whatever they can to to stay alive mm-hmm. right so those are things that we cannot change right but there are things we can change and okay. you kind of talked about it yes. already <laughs> so our diet yes we control those things yes. but we can't control the ones i just no, we mentioned. cannot control aging we cannot control um uh, predisposed conditions no uh, so those we'll have to live with but we can change our eating habits we can so mm. diet mm. physical activity okay um of course a weight that's a healthy weight so mm. unhealthy weight is not good mm. smoking is a big risk factor i was going to start smoking at <laughs> 75 so i guess i i can't i guess that. it's not time no yeah, but i right. i can't do it anymore i've already gone 3 years over <laughs> <laughs> and then having stress to mm. stress mm. but you know we've talked in the past we all have stress in our life we do living in the west we have a lot of stress right so we mm. just have to find ways that help relax us for some people it's going for a workout mm. for others it's going for a walk it just helps clear your mind for others it could be yoga for others it might be meditation for me it is just sitting in front of tele- television and watching stupid shows <laughs> whatever it takes to relieve your stress if at the end of that you feel good yes you've relieved your stress right okay and then the last one is alcohol and drug abuse those yes. that is a risk factor that we can manage right that is in our hands absolutely so those are the risk factors and then i what i found very interesting is stroke can happen to anyone mm. but stroke disproportionately affects women Mm. more women die of stroke and women have worst outcomes after a stroke well men don't take them to the hospital within four and a half hours number one <laughs> number two they stress them out to no end so obviously they have bad outcomes yes they you know we say that women are used to being caregivers <laughs> that's right. not being taken care of by others and that's how others tend to see them as well so in the in an that this is putting it nicely you put it right <laughs> <laughs> so just note risk of stroke is higher during pregnancy for women mm. and then as women's bodies adapt to menopause the mm. stroke risk goes up again 
Okay. Okay. So uh, it does affect women. Okay. And most women are not able to recognize the fast signs, which is an interesting uh, statistic. Well, so, even the ads that Heart uh, and Stroke has made, it's a guy who's having all these symptoms and the wife is running around saying, call 911. But they're not showing a woman having a stroke. But if you go on their website, Sushmaji, one of the things it says is women are disproportionately impacted and the risk factors are unique to women, Mm. right? Um, Especially our women, South Asian women, more than likely have type 2 diabetes Mm. and women of African descent. Mm. And they're likely to have hypertension Mm. and all the things that put them at risk for stroke. Okay. I want to ask you, and I didn't ask you in this particular break, but I'll ask you after a short commercial break. Yeah. What kind of strokes people, once they survive it, can get back to full functionality or the full functionality never comes back? No, okay. I so think... Right okay. after the commercial break. Sure. Okay. So Nafisa Merali is here with us for another 10 minutes. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back and finish this topic. If you have any questions, 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863. Spice Radio, So I want to ask you, yes. there are some strokes in which people do lose their capability of functioning, but it comes back. Yes. What kind of stroke have they had? Generally speaking, those would be something that we called TIAs. TIAs, okay. Transient ischemic attack. Okay. Uh, generally, you get like, you usually recover mm. within several days. Right. Usually within 24 hours. Right. Now, having said that, ischemic stroke, mm. if let's say it was one artery right. blocking a certain part of the brain. Right. That let's say it was affected your movement or your, mm. your hands. Mm. If it was got in time, mm. a lot of it can be reversed, and then through rehab, it can be, you know, you can get better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So what does rehab entail in it? So what do they do? They basically, they treat you like you're a child. Ah. And they make you learn how to walk again. And they learn, they make you learn how to eat and swallow. They yeah. watch everything because... If you've had a major stroke, you can't even usually swallow food. Mm. So they they start, and it can last several months to years, and that's what happens in rehab. But in all of these, I think TIAs are a warning sign, and I think people should be careful. And I think that in an ischemic stroke, if you're lucky and it only affected a certain part of your brain, you have a good chance of recovery. But don't take it lightly. That's also another sign that it may come again. Right, right. Now, also, when people have high cholesterol, yes, they have got plaque built in in their arteries. Sometimes when that plaque sort of leaves that particular area yes. and becomes a clot, right? That's right. And that's how you get the TIAs. Right. Right? Because that clot traveled from somewhere else yes and usually those clots are small enough that you feel the effect of the low oxygen to the brain yes but they're moving yeah whereas in the regular ones most of the time it's the plaque that's already built up Mm. okay all right 
Okay. And and the most severe stroke will just take your life and that's it. Yeah, if you have a major brain hemorrhage, then that's it. You could have aneurysm where it affects one or two arteries and you'd still be okay. They'd mm. be able to treat you. Mm. But if you've got a lot of blockage and you end up with a, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, so one has to be very careful about that. Don't take it uh, lightly. Take it seriously. No, and the other thing, you know, Sushmaji, uh, the risk of AFib, and you and I have talked about AFib. Yes. AFib is a significant risk factor right. for stroke. So I, I really want people to understand that. What that is, yes. What AFib is. Yeah. AFib is when your heart just palpates, not because you saw someone cute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just because I see you doesn't mean my heart is going to go. <laughs> boom, boody, boom, boody, but it's boom, 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 boom all the time. <laughs> okay. Right? All and right. the thing is that women actually, um, the risk of developing AFib is increases with age, mm. and AFib is a significant factor, but it's also stroke caused by AFib, AFib mm. are more severe in women. Now, is it, it's got something to do with your heart and your pumping machine? Yeah, so yes. it causes your heart to beat very quickly, more yeah. than 150 beats per minute. Sometimes they call it tachycardia, okay. and I know you're going to measure your pulse right now. <laughs> Okay, so how much should it be? Normal heart rate, usually around 72 is the book perfect one, but anywhere from 72 to 100. Yeah. Some people's heart rate does go up with exercise. That is normal. But when you constantly have like a beating heart, there's there's a problem. Okay, right. mine is quite fast, but it's not, <laughs> it's not over 100. Okay. So you know how AFib, why it's so important, yes. why it's related to stroke. It's yeah. because, you remember we talked about the atria, the two yes. top? Yes. They collect the blood, right? Yes. And then that blood is pushed out to the ventricles, mm -hmm. which then push it out to the body. Mm -hmm. Now, in AFib, the, uh, the atria start to go crazy because they're mm. beating really fast. Mm. It's almost like a, a circuit failure. Because it's beating so fast, mini clots can develop. Because it's too much? Yeah. Okay. Like it's overworking itself. Right, right. And right. that's how these clots can develop and then ah. travel. They get pushed to the ventricles, right. travel to other parts of your body. Right. So I just want people to understand how AFib can cause a stroke. A stroke as well. Yeah. So uh, how, so what, the symptoms of AFib would be your heartbeat faster Yes. But what can the doctors do to bring the heartbeat uh, lower? Is it is it uh, then called blood pressure? No. So they will give you something to reduce your heart rate. Right. So if you remember when I went through chemo and right. I shared this personal experience, right. I almost went into what they call congestive heart failure. That's but right. My heart rate was so high yes. that it was causing my heart to pump really fast. So they give you something to reduce your heart rate. Huh. So And most people live fine. Like, right. you know, you just take that medication. It reduces your heart rate, so you're not pumping so fast. Hmm. You're basically not getting your heart to just work so hard. Hmm. So there are medications that can help people. So if, if you feel that you're... Is it, is it, um, is it something... Like I was telling you one 
evening, what night, in the middle of the night, I woke <laughs> up and I heard drum beat? Yes, it's like that. But you ah. see, that, if that happened to you all the time, yes. I would say, Sushma Ji, something uh-huh. to be concerned right, about. Right, right. But that happened For you, that could have been anxiety right. driven, something you'd been thinking about. Right. Like, you know, there are things like that that cause mm. it. Mm. But there are some people that have a consistently high heart rate. Mm. So, because in AFib, um, it people with AFib puts you at three to five times higher risk of a stroke. Really? So that's why we want to make sure we can control AFib. And so would would women have it, have it, have it more than men do AFib? AFib is uh, fairly common in women. Yes. And they have worse consequences yes. if they get a stroke due to the AFib. AFib, then then that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Yes. Okay. Well, one has to take care of themselves. I mean, thing looking after your health is most important. But you know, when people, young people. Uh, do drugs and take um, smoke or marijuana or whatever or you know other hard drugs they are borrowing from their old age they so are when they when they grow older they are in deep trouble that's right because Sushmaji, society today they only think of the moment right yeah. they don't think that tomorrow i might be at like I'll have to need care mm. from someone, right? Mm. So they're just, you know, they go on drinking parties. They do all kinds of substance abuse, not just marijuana. They do the hard stuff, right? And that all puts you at risk. Nafisa, if people wanted to talk to you, because, you know, some people feel comfortable sharing their story with you and get some help, where can they call you? They can call me on uh, 604-867-867-1000. And you'll personally pick up the phone. And if you can't, you... Then I will call... Call them back. Call them back. Not a problem. And as of um, March 15th... And as of Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Every Wednesday, there's going to be a diabetes clinic. Yes. And we have a wonderful pharmacist uh, there, and I will be there on some of the days. Mm -hmm. They can come in at that time if they have any questions and talk to us. And the address, once again, is? 5990 Fraser Street. 5990 Fraser Street. As always, Nafisa, thank you so very much in taking time and coming out and talking. Thank you so much. We'll see you next month. Okay, no palpitations, okay, for you? No palpitations. (laughs) (laughs) But I will see you on the 19th because we've got a special event on the 19th. I'm looking forward to that. And you are one of our sponsors for that event. Thank you. Thank you. With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow. And tomorrow is International Women's Day. And we have a special program. Wow. All our young women who work here have shared their stories. So that's going to be a part of uh, Gupshap tomorrow. beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio or your requests. Nudin Kisat Radio Rimjimpe.